Hi, I'm Samuel Luke and welcome to my podcast. I believe that the word of God has the power to transform and take God's people to the next level of glory. God's will and his power is wrapped up in his word. And when we understand how to operate the word, victory is certain. Praise the Lord. So when we go to church on a Sunday morning, the scene is set. The atmosphere is set. And therefore, our focus is on God. It's on the word. So the, when the worship leader starts off with a, with a fast song, your heartbeat is raising and you're like excited and you want to sing along. You know, it's so difficult for you to sing when you're alone in your room and worship God by yourself. And then suddenly when you come oh. Your, your soul starts feeling the beats. Soul starts feeling the, the guitar. And you're like, yeah, man, that's good. That's good beat. That's good. That's good. You know, you might be distracted a bit from work and, and all the uh, stuff that's been going on in your life. And then you come, you know, some of you maybe come in and you can't, be, you can't be stuffed that morning. You can't be bothered that morning to worship. But then slowly, 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 you're like, yeah, actually, yeah, you know what? I'd probably just give in and lift my hands. And I'll probably just, you know, just do it just for the sake of it, you know. But he's still thinking about other things. But somehow the mood is set on a Sunday morning. And then by the time the worship leader comes to the slow song, suddenly your soul is like, oh, I, I, I feel good. And then you lift your hands and you start worshiping. And then you think you're, yeah, wow, wow, amazing. I'm, I'm in the presence of God because you get goosebumps and you get, you get amazing feelings. Oh, uh, if our God is for us, who can be against us? And I will walk and this and that. And then like, oh, wow, these words are like really hitting me. And the words actually give faith to you. The words are actually positive. So they're actually speaking to your soul. They're actually getting into your spirit. They're like breaking down certain walls in your heart and then they're getting in. And suddenly your spirit is open. And when your spirit is open, you're like, wow, I'm in the presence of God. Oh, what an amazing presence of God. But the thing is, your spirit must be open 24-7, seven days a week. Amen. You can experience that at work. You can experience that at home. You can experience it when you're driving. When you, you can experience that presence of God every single moment of your life. But what we have done is we've taken that, 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 that experience of church and said, wow, I'm going to the house of God. I am going to experience the presence of God. Instead of you understanding that you are the house of God, you are the body that houses God himself. God is not with you anymore. He's in you. He's in you. He's with you in a sense that he's in you. He's upon you. He's all over you. You are in him. Oh, that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The only problem is why are you, quote unquote, feeling the presence of God on a Sunday morning? Because your spirit is closed on every other day. You're not conscious of the presence of God every other day. You're not thinking about God, God's presence and his faith and his word every other day. The Bible says meditate on this word day and night and then you shall be successful. But for us, we meditate on the finished work of, of Jesus, what he has already done for me. I am already the, pres- I am already the carrier of God's presence. Amen. I'm already in the presence of God. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places. And we talking about we are talking about going to a physical place to enter into the presence of God. 
We've created a religion around it. We've created a religion about going into the presence of God. Oh, how? See, that, that collective uh, 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 corporate worship is different. Of course, you know, it's, you can feel the presence. The anointing is there. It's, you know, it's no doubt about it. Okay? But that's not the only time that you're, you're there to commune with God or to have fellowship with Him. You can have the consciousness to have a fellowship with Him every single second of the day. Amen? Are you with me? So, when you make the presence of God your lifestyle, when you make that conscious living your lifestyle, everything else will fall into place. In fact, when Jesus walked into the synagogue, he brought the presence into a dead synagogue. Amen. That all eyes were fixed on him. What type of man is this? Because the dead synagogue had not seen the glory and the presence of God for years. And suddenly this man who carries the presence of God, this man who carries God himself, this man who is the glory of God walks into the synagogue. And they realized... This is what has been missing. They didn't fully understand it. But he brought the presence into the building. We don't walk into a building that has the presence. We bring the presence into the building. Amen. The moment you walk into this house, you're bringing the presence. You're bringing the kingdom. Glory is not here. Glory is within us. Amen. When we fill up a a, a, a church building, the glory of God, the presence of God in us begins to manifest around us. And collectively, there is an anointing for healing. When as a Life Rock Church, when we all come together, and we, we have the anointing for prosperity, we will all begin to prosper. Uh, collectively, when we all come together and say, Lord, we believe in healing. We will begin to see healings in our church. We will all collectively come together and, 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 and the glory of God within us and we begin to say, God, we believe for this and when we pray for this together, we will shake the nations for Jesus. Amen. The more and more light we bring, the more and more we bring, we're not walking into the presence of God. We are the carriers of presence of God. We come together and we begin to see those things. We got to be patient. We got to believe. We got to have the faith to see, to say that, yes, God, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the results right now, but I believe it's going to happen in my life. Amen. We, we're going to keep speaking. The Bible says the apostles, they gathered together. They prayed with one such oneness uh, that the whole place shook. Amen. The whole place shook because they believed in something. The greatest stories of every church you can ever read, every great church that ever is existing right now came from a group of people who believed. A group of people who believed in the word of God. The group of people who said, no, we are going to make a difference because God is with us and in us. Amen. We collectively are the light. We are the city on a hill. The house that is on a hill. Amen. There is a light that is burning brighter and brighter and brighter in base water. And people are beginning to notice. People are beginning to take note. 
You may not see it. You may not see it yet. You may like, oh, hey, I feel so insignificant coming here. But let me tell you something. You are part of a story. You are part of a history that is going to change the city for Jesus. If you and I don't come together and gather and do what we're doing right now, you think we're just gathering here to sing songs and just feel good and go? No. We're building faith together. We're building the anointing together. We're collectively building something for God. Amen. The light is shining brighter and brighter. In the realm of the Spirit, I see a light that is shining brighter and brighter. We are not just coming here to, 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 to sign up in a, in a Christian club. We are here to shine as light for Jesus. Amen. And the more we shine as light, the more collectively we grow together. We're, we're one another in each other. We are supporting one another. We are encouraging one another. We are, we, are, we, are, we, are, we are building one another. We are just growing in one another. Amen. And when that light begins to grow more and more, more people will begin to see that light and say, hey, that's the city on a hill. That's the place of refuge. That's the place of healing. That's the place I want to be. But we got we to gotta keep doing it consistently. We've got to believe in the vision that God has given us. We've got to throw away all the religious mindset that we have about going to a building to receive the presence. You can be where exactly where you are and, 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 and be in the presence of God. But when we collectively come together, the Bible talks about believers gathering together. Why do we gather together? So when we gather together, we put our resources together. We put our anointings together. We put our faith together. And there is something so powerful about agreement in the spirit. Where two or three are what? Gathered in my name. There I will be. When two of us gather together, that is a church. There is a, there is a mystery of agreement. When two believers agree, what happens is it is a kingdom. One person cannot agree with himself. Right? I agree with myself. No, you can't. You have only one opinion. You, only, you agree with yourself. Agreement is between two people. Say this to me. Agreement, Agreement. is between two people. Imagine if uh, 10 of us come and we agree with one another. God looks and he says, those are my children. I agree with them too. Amen. And when God agrees with us, if God is for us, who can be against us? That's what we pray. We pray in agreement. Why do we say Amen. Because we agree to together. We agree together. We say we agree in this together, God. We are in agreement with, with each other, Lord. We come from different walks of life. We, we see things differently. We're so individually, we're so different. But we agree together. And when we agree, God says, ah, I like that. And there is some power in agreement. There is a power in praying together. There is a power in saying amen. There is a power when one person is praying. Just listen to the words and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't just, just passively listen. Learn the, learn the way of praying with somebody. The way of praying with somebody. I like people who are agreeing with me in prayer when I'm praying. Amen. When somebody's praying, let those words just hit you. Let those words just, just enter your spirit. I agree with that person. And the more and more we pray together, the more and more we agree with one another, the more and more we get into the word and see God's will for our lives and say, this is what God has for us. This is what God has for our church. The more and more we agree, we agree, we agree. The more and more powerful, the more and more we begin to grow in the spirit. Amen. 
Jesus built his inward, his inner life in the, in, in the presence of his father. He was always conscious of what his father did. He was always conscious of what his father was saying. He was always conscious of what the father was doing. He was always in the presence of his father. When he found time, he went and prayed to build his own spirit. Amen. Our praying time, our conversation with God, our alone time with God builds our spirit. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, it builds our, it builds our spirit. When you spend time with God in the, in the presence of God alone, when I talk about the presence of God, alone time, all that, that is your individual time. That is you spending time with God. You are just there in the presence of God, just building your spirit. There God talks with you. Amen. There are times, there are times when we pray. So I, God, I want to pray for this. I want to pray for this. I want to pray for this. And you begin to pray. And there are times that you must just sit down in the presence of God. Meditate on His word. Not just reading, reading. So God, I want you to talk to me. I want you to speak to me. I want you to share your heart with me. And you begin to fine tune your spirit to hear Him. A lot of people ask me, how can I do that? Simple. Sit down quietly without doing anything. Without fiddling with your phone. Without thinking about TV. Without thinking about computers. Without thinking about Facebook, Instagram. Sit down and say, God, I'm here in your presence. And sit down for one hour and see. In 15 minutes, if you get restless, build that energy to sit there for 20 minutes. Build that stamina to sit there for 20, 30 minutes. Have a notebook and a pen. And you will begin to hear God speak to your spirit. I promise you. You will hear God. You will hear God. The reason you're not hearing God is because you're not able to sit still. And know, and know that God is God and God is speaking. If you could just find one hour of your time every day to sit down in the presence. And it, you don't have to be in your prayer room to do that. I sometimes sit on this couch and I'm thinking. I'm just listening. I'm just hearing. Are you with me? You could be in the shower and hear God. You could be sitting on your toilet seat and hearing God. You could be anywhere driving and you could be hearing God. You understand? You could be anywhere and you can hear God. Every time that you get by yourself, sit down. Just sit down. And just begin to say, God, I want to hear your voice. What are you, what are you doing this season in my life? I'm trying to understand your heart, oh Lord. I want to hear your heart, O oh Lord. I want to know your will, O oh Lord. Because I've been talking about strategic positioning and wisdom. Are we studying in Colossians chapter, chapter 1 verse 10? That you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. I pray for you, verse 8 or 9. And ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Amen. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding. There is a spiritual wisdom and understanding that every believer must have. 
There is a way of the world and there is a way of the spirit. The way that God thinks and the way the world thinks. When I say the world, I'm not, I'm not talking about human beings. I'm talking about us humans are supposed to think like God. Because we were created in the image of God. Image and his likeness. But of course man is separated from the father, has no knowledge of the father and therefore no eternal life. But we as believers who know the Father through Jesus, who know Jesus and Jesus has revealed the Father to us and we have received eternal life. Right? Through the knowledge of God, of the Father. What is eternal life? To know the Father. And we have received eternal life. But the problem is we are all only saved in our spirit, so to speak, that we never ever Work out our salvation to build other areas of our life. When the Bible talks about working out salvation, legalistic religious people will say, Oh, work out your salvation. Every day you have to be like this. You have to be aware. You shouldn't sin. You know, very sin conscious. Very religious conscious, right? Oh, work out your salvation. If you're struggling in sin, you know, you got to work it out, work it out, you know, build your spiritual muscles so that you don't sin anymore. Striving between law and grace. Nonsense. There is no striving between law and grace. It's only grace and grace alone. Amen. Amen. Saves me. I walk by grace. I walk by faith. Amen. I walk by faith. Because of the grace that has been given to me. Amen. Because of the finished work of Jesus on the cross. It's no longer what I do to attain salvation. Everything. All that is already been given. So they, people who don't understand grace are focusing on working on salvation on sin. You're still working on sin. You're wasting time. You see? Wasting time. People are wasting time. Wasting time and energy. I am not sinned for one week. Very happy. That weekend he'll sin. Oh God, everything I did for one week is a gone, is a waste. Again, repeat cycle. Wasting time. But when you understand grace, you fall into sin. You brush it off and you keep walking. Understand? You're not, you're not, you're not basing your salvation on, on my good works. Oh, faith depends on God. Good works depend on me. <laughs> Where did they get their theology from? Your good works are a result of the knowledge of God. Amen. I do good because I can't help but do good. <laughs> oh, I'm doing good. So then I am, a, I am, I am God likes me. You see this difference? You're not doing good to please God. It pleases God. Therefore, I can't help but produce good fruit. Read that verse properly now. See this. What does it say? That you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that you may what? You may walk worthy of the Lord fully. So when you know His will, when you know what he has for you, when you know this is what Jesus has done for you, you can't help but produce good works and good fruits. And you're walk automatically. Say this to me. Automatically. automatically. I'm walking in his will. Come on. I'm automatically. 
Walking in his will. I can't help it. I can't help it. I'm walking in his will. Oh, I'm walking in his will. That's it. You got to walk. You, you got to know his will. When you know, when you're filled with the knowledge of daddy God, when you're filled with the knowledge of papa, when you're filled with the knowledge of the father, it just so fills your heart. You just can't help it. You just can't help it. You just can't help but be good. You're not striving. You're not struggling. You're not trying to be good. And then, Dad, did you see what I did? Yes, I saw it. <laughs> hey, are you going to give me a medal or a star? Put a star on my, on my shirt? No. I've already approved you. I've already called you righteous. I've already settled everything with you. You are my righteousness. Amen. And when you are filled with how much I love you, when you are filled with how much, how much glory I bestowed upon you, how much you are seated with, with my son, Jesus Christ, and you are not my grandson, you are my son. Amen. God is looking at each and every one of us and saying, you are my son. Say to me, I'm a son of God. So you, you, you are beginning to walk as Christ. Say this to me, I am a Christ on earth. Oh, how can you say I am a Christ? There is only one Jesus Christ. No, Jesus Christ died so that you and I all may become Christ on earth. What is Christ? Anointed one. Are you not an anointed one? Christ is not a title. You understand that? Christ is not a title. He was the Christ. The son. The Christ, the Son. But when we were dead, buried and resurrected with Him, we too became the anointed ones. The resurrected ones. Hallelujah. The ones who are seated with Him. So when God looks at us, we are in the same. We're, we're, we're almost, not almost, we're equal with Christ. Oh my God. We are equal with Christ as sons of God. He's our elder brother. Amen. Oh, pastor, you should not do this because then everybody will think that they're all like God. No, you don't understand. We are gods, but he is our king of kings, our Lord of lords. He's our God. He's our father. Amen. This, this does not give pride. This gives knowledge. People don't want to talk about this because they're afraid to speak about truth. But if people are not informed about who they are, you're going to be always struggling in life. Amen. You're going to be thinking as of yourself as someone who's so low. Oh, how great is God? I'm so separated from the Father. I'm so separated from Him. I'm so, I'm so worthless. Look at me. I'm such a sinner. I'm such a shameful sinner, sinful, wretched man. Amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. You're not a wretch. You're not a sinner saved by grace. That sinner died. That sinner was buried. And the one that was resurrected is a brand new man. And you are a new creation. But the new creation still has the old ID. Old passport. You got you to destroy that passport. You got to destroy that ID and get a new, you got to get a new ID. That shows you who you are. Amen. Amen. So working out your salvation. 
with fear and trembling. It, that, that working out your salvation is not about, oh, oh, I better be careful so I don't sin and I don't miss heaven. No, it's not about missing heaven. There are different areas of my life that I got to work on. I got to build my spirit. Amen. There's so much that God wants me to do. I got saved in a sense that I am now a new creation. I'm born of God, born of the spirit of God. I'm a son of God. I'm seated with Christ in heavenly places. But what are you doing with what you've got? How are you putting it to work? Are you putting your faith to work? Or is your doubt working for you? Are you positioning yourself in your life to know God's will over your life? Spend enough time with God that God's word just comes and fills your spirit. That's how I tell meditate, meditate, meditate. My faith is built when I meditate. Not when I read the Bible, but when I meditate on the word. Reading the Bible is great because we need to know what is there, right? We need to know what is there. But faith comes the instant the Holy Spirit takes one word and feeds it into my spirit and makes it life. So I would have read 10 chapters, but that one verse gave me faith in ways that 10 chapters didn't give me faith. You understand? So read, spend time and meditate. Spend alone time with God. Build your spirit in your alone time with God. When you sit at home, just spend time with God. Allow the word to enter your spirit. This season, challenge yourself to spend more time with God. You understand? The time that you spend building something with your own strength. Maybe 10 hours. But one moment of favor, one minute of favor from God can overrule. 10 hours or 10 years of your labor. Amen. Jacob was branded a deceiver. He worked 14 years. 14 years. For Rachel. 7 years for Leah. 7 years for Rachel. 14 years. And yet his father-in-law did not pay him the right wages. And the Bible says at night. Everybody say at night. At night. Oh, I like it. The angel of the Lord came and gave him one idea. That's why you got to ask God for godly dreams. The angel of the Lord came at night. He said, just do this. I'm giving you a vision. Take a wood. Chop off. Make off. Chop off some bark. And put it in the water trough. The sheep would drink. And every speckled sheep will be yours. So Jacob did that. And Balan, I mean Balan. <laughs> Laban thought. It's a good idea. Because majority of the sheep would be solid colors. Right? But when Jacob did that, the sheep saw 
what Jacob put in front of him. And when the sheep saw, they also caught Jacob's vision. And they began to produce what they saw, speckles. Say this with me, you will produce what you see. Through your eyes of faith, you need to start seeing now. But if you don't spend time with God, if you don't begin to get these, these visions in your dreams, if you don't start having godly dreams, Pastor, I saw a snake, I saw a crocodile, I saw a monkey you know, sitting on my back. All the dreams are like this. That's why we cast those dreams out and we begin to have visions and dreams that we begin to see visions of God. Amen? I remember a long time back, our dear brother used to come, <laughs> said, snake, this, this. Okay, I got tired one day. I said, come in Jesus' name. And then that's it. His old dreams changed. Have you ever had those dreams after that? Like, no, not at all. Now all the dream he has, see you. I want this, this. Right? We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't deal, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't want those kind of dreams. Buffalo, <laughs> crocodile, dog dream. I don't want those, say this to me, God, I don't want those dreams. Give me good dreams. Give me money dreams. Give me future dreams. Show me my wife. Show me my husband. That's it. <laughs> you got to see it. You got to believe it. Amen? Your job, career, your future, your vision, the great plans God has for you. You got to see those dreams. Spend time with God. There is a way the world works. There is a way the spirit around works. Amen? Filled with the knowledge of God. Amen? Filled with the knowledge. So the more and more you allow the Zoe life to work in through your spirit, the more and more the Zoe life comes up from your spirit. And when you spend time with God, God is speaking, God is speaking, God is speaking. And when you read the Bible, the words in the Bible are beginning to speak. They're beginning to speak life. And suddenly they are they're moving, they're transforming your mind, they're renewing your mind. Open with me to Romans chapter 12. Some Christians all the time attack, spiritual attack. Brother, I saw this attack. The devil is coming after your life. <laughs> Why can't you say, I saw money running after you? Why can't you say, I saw the job running after you? Come on. Every time, you know, I, I, you have to be careful, this, this, this. We got to change our focus. Amen. Yes, we got to be vigilant. Yes, we got to be careful. Yes, you got to be discerning to hear what God is saying in regards to, you know. But which realm you want to be in? You choose. I don't, I, I told you the last time, I'm not attack conscious, you know. I was raised with this mindset. If you go for ministry, devil is coming after you. You damaged his kingdom, so he's angry. You stepped on his tail. So he's like, how dare you step on my tail? I'm going to attack your family. But if I'm a city on a hill, 
a house that is set high above every other thing and if my mind is i am a warrior i'm a king i go for war i kill and plunder the enemy and i go back to my castle how dare he come back and attack me how can he I just destroyed his kingdom. I just smashed his face out. Yeah, you want me to? Yeah, you want you you think he will come back after me? No, you cannot. Jesus defeated him on the cross. You got to become victory conscious. You got to be See, there are certain things that you need to understand. Yes, sometimes God will tell you don't go here, don't go there. Then you got to listen to him. Right you can't step out of his uh, his presence and expect everything to be good. Right when you stay in his presence when you're always conscious of how good God is and how you are protected and how there is angelic assistance for you how everything is working out for your own good and when you're always conscious of good good will follow you. Even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death I fear no your rod and your staff they comfort me and what what is how does he end i shall live forever in the in the presence of god in the house of the lord right let's go romans chapter 12 verse 2 and do not be conformed to this world but be what transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of god so there is a way of the world the world thinks a certain way religious mind thinks a certain way but you got to keep renewing your mind amen but be transformed how does transformation come how does transformation come renewing of your mind So your life will not be transformed if you don't renew your mind. You will be stuck in the same place if you don't see what God wants you to see. Jacob saw in his dream, this is what God is going to do for me. This is the increase he's going to bring. Oh my boss is so negative, my boss will never promote me, my boss will never do anything for me because you're seeing what your boss is seeing. begin to see what god sees begin to do what god does and take a step of faith and do something and they were so shocked that laban's son told laban his god is with him amen his god is with him and jacob was so successful that he went with so much and all that he had 14 years of labor didn't get him much one moment of clarity and vision from god gave him wealth that he could not even handle amen and he went home and he went back and his ways pleases god that even his enemies enemy who's Esau gave him favor when he went back God changed his name at the river Jordan from Jacob to Israel God changed his story God changed everything about his life because God told him 
he what? Struggled with man and with God. And God touched him. And when God touched him, he removed that part, the stubborn bone of Jacob and said, you have been striving too hard on yourself. Sometimes God will remove that stubborn burn that you, <laughs> you limp like Jacob. You know, the Bible says Jacob limped. Why did he limp? Because he touched him on the hip bone, right? Because too strong, too much on his own strength. Allow God to remove the stubborn burn from your heart. That stubbornness from your mind. I will do things my way. Huh? I will do things my way. And you, when, when you allow God to remove the stubbornness and say, God, I, I, I'm sorry. I just want you, Lord. I just want you, Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. And God changed his name from a deceiver to a prince. Amen. And, 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 and even changed his relationship with his brother. Struggled with God and with man. And he said, no more struggling. You will walk in favor. You will multiply. Whatever I told your father, you will do and increase. His name was changed to Israel. Prince. Amen. From whom Jesus came. The 12 tribes came from Jacob. It was called Israel. There's so much God wants to birth through you, in and through you. But you got to see what God says. One dream can change your life. You got to believe in the vision that God has given you. You got to start dreaming the right dreams. I think I should preach what day. Dream the right dream. Yeah? Be conscious. When people talk to you about demonic dreams and stuff like that, say, I have authority over snakes and scorpions. Take authority. Dwelling too much on it. Think I need to fast and pray for three days. Why are you fasting and praying for three days? Because you're you're always in the valley. The Bible says, even though he didn't say when I live in the valley, even though, meaning sometimes I may walk through the valley of shadow and death. I fear no evil. He didn't say go build a house in the valley of shadow of death and live there and say I have faith. Sometimes you will walk through the valley. Right? Sometimes you will go through the hard seasons. And even though I walk through those difficult seasons, I fear no evil. Some of you have built houses there. Some of them have permanently stayed there. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't stay there. When you walk through hell, keep walking. When you walk through the valley, keep walking. Keep your head up high. Chickens always put their head down because they're looking down. Turkey always look down. That's why they get shot. They get eaten. Turn to your and say, be an eagle. That's why the prophetic symbol of a prophetic is, is, is an eagle. The eyesight like an eagle. In the spirit, if you see an eagle... Don't see a chicken in your dream. <laughs> Don't see a pig in your dream. You see a lion of the tribe of Judah. See the eagle with the prophetic eyes. Amen? When you see eagle in your dream, come and tell me. When you see a lion that's roaring and crushing the enemy, come and tell me. 
You see a pig. <laughs> you see a chicken. Kill it and eat it. Chickens are meant to be eaten. You know? They're not very intelligent birds. They're kind of stupid to be exact. You know, they're just looking down. When you put them in a cage, they'll stay in the cage. You open the door, they'll stay there. They'll go back, grace, and then come back and stay in the cage. But you cage an eagle. They'll die within a few weeks. If you take an eagle from outside, not an eagle that is trained as a chick, it'll become filthy. The chicken is happy to be in a coop. But you take an eagle from a wild eagle, you take it and you try to cage it, it will not survive. But you take an eagle and you put it with the chicken, it will start to believe it's a chicken. And even though it has wings, it will not fly. Because it believes it's a, it's a chicken. Amen. That's why you've got to mount up on wings like eagles. Even though he walks, even though he runs, he will not feel weary. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah. But you will mount up on wings like eagles and fly high. The eagle has the closest proximity to the sun than any other bird. And they say the eagle is the cleanest bird in the world because of its close proximity to the sun. It has no insects, this, this, nothing. No, nothing. And it's really high. Really high. It, 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 it glides above the clouds. When storms are going on in the life, it's all down underneath. It's high above the storm. You understand? It's high above. And when it's high above, it can see its prey from several thousand kilometers up in the sky. It can see clearly what's going on down there. Its close proximity to the sun keeps it clean. The close proximity to the sun also gives it the sharp eyesight. Jesus is called both the sun, the sun and the S-O-N, sun in the Bible. Be like an eagle. Don't be a chicken. When you're there and you begin to see things from God's perspective, from the son's perspective, and when God shows you an opportunity, you come down and scoop it and take it. And you go up and the eagle takes it up all the way back to, and it builds its nest in the highest of cliffs where it's really hard to reach. <coughs> It places and positions itself in great heights. I think there's a lot of lessons you can learn from the eagle. And that's why the eagle, the prophetic, when you say it, when you talk about the prophetic, it's the eagle. And mount up on wings like, like an eagle. It didn't say mount up on wings like a chicken. It doesn't say that. Chicken go up and down. Praise the Lord. Have the vision. Have the eagle vision. Say, turn to your neighbor and say, have an eagle vision. Have an eagle vision. Emulate the eagle. Be like an eagle that flies high, that keeps itself clean. Proximity to the sun. Amen. It's different from every other bird. It's different from every other bird. It's a class of its own. We need to know who we are. Walk in the knowledge of our Father. 
Amen. Walk in the knowledge of our, of our Father. That you may prove what is the good and acceptable, perfect will of God. We need to renew our mind. Okay? Many times we are taught to think like chickens. Crowd mentality, you know? Chickens are like groups. You look at an eagle, they are not in groups. They are single. Solo. They have their identity. Chicken will go like that. You go like this. Go like this. But you look at an eagle. Sharp focus. It knows what it has to do. But like I said, if you take that same eagle, put it with a chicken, it begins to believe it's a, it's a chicken. Even though it has great wings and its size, it's not able to see. And many times, the way of the world is the way of thinking that we have been trained in. So we begin to think like the world. We don't operate like the eagles that we are. We don't think like the gods that God has created us to be. We don't think like, 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 like how the Holy Spirit wants us to think. We limit ourselves. We refuse to renew our mind. And we accept certain theologies and, and religious ways of thinking. And we just stick to those patterns. But God is breaking those patterns in our life. He is giving a new fresh set of eyes to see. Amen. He's giving us a new lens and paradigm and say, God, I am, I, I'm setting apart time this season. I'm going to sharpen my eagle vision. I'm going to sharpen my prophetic vision. I'm going to sharpen what you have for me this season, Lord. I'm going to spend time with you and I want you to know something, my friends. You have to spend time in the presence of God and say, God, I want to hear you clearly. I want to see clearly like Jacob saw. I want to see the vision. I want to make it happen in my life. I want to make it work in my life. I'm tired of attacks. I'm tired of failures. I'm tired of all these negative talk. I'm tired of all this, all this uh, 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 darkness and all these kind of uh, dreams. I want to have great dreams. I want to have good dreams. I want to have God dreams. I want to have God encounters. Amen. I don't want to fight battles anymore in my life. Half my life... You don't know the battles in my life. You don't know this. You don't know that. All the time is about a breakthrough. Why do you need a breakthrough when already the door is open? When a door is open, you don't need to break the door. You walk in the door. Half the time you want to break the door. No. You have the keys. Use the key. Say this with me. If you have the key, yeah. you don't need to break the door. Right? We always want to have this, ah, I want to, I want breakthrough, I want breakthrough. Sometimes, yeah, breakthroughs are good. When things are hard, when things are situations, it depends. But you don't have to have a breakthrough every time in your life. You walk in the blessing. Say this with me, I walk in the blessing. See, the blessing is different. God gave Abraham the blessing. Abraham never had a breakthrough. He walked in the blessing. The only time he needed a breakthrough was when he tried to help God. You understand? He tried to help God. He needed a breakthrough. 
But when he did what God told him to do, he just did. He just went. He just went. He, everything was just added to him. Then Sarah came and said, you know, hey God, he said, yeah, sure. <laughs> the now breakthrough, he's stuck now. But still he, he believed, amen? He still he believed. Okay, don't always expect a breakthrough in your life. Learn to walk in the blessing. Learn to walk in the spirit. See, there is a there is a there is a there is a place in the spirit where you walk with such faith and confidence, like you you, you just walk and things are just falling in the right place, the right time for you. It just happens. It just you can't help, it just happens. How many of you want to walk in that level? You gotta spend time with God. You gotta become conscious of who you are. You gotta grow in the knowledge of his will. When, when I say come to church, come to Bible study, it's not because we're growing a social Christian club here. It's because we want to change the world. How are we going to change the world? Collectively coming together, transforming our mind, renewing our mind, doing the things that God has called us to do, growing as a family, building our own individual families and building a community that's going to transform this nation. Right? But if we don't come, if you don't learn, if you don't transform our mind, you are lending your mind to other things that's going to transform your mind. To non-believers who are going to influence you in their principles, which may or may not be true. How are you going to transform your mind? How are you going to renew your mind? With the word of God. If you allow yourself to hear something over and over and over after a period of time, you'll begin to believe that it's true. So when you come to church, Sunday service, you know, I'm teaching the truth. I'm teaching the word of God. So we're we are renewing our mind in this place. So we're not coming here just to experience the presence of God. Yes, collectively we are growing. Yes, collectively we are going to make some changes. But we're coming so that we can learn the ways of God. We can learn proper theology we can learn the word of God and then when you go home you're still carrying the presence of God you're still applying it in your life and every week after week after week we need to see the improvement and the changes in your life amen and when we keep doing that when we keep doing that you will see the quality of your life just increasing 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 amen you begin to walk in the spirit you begin to Put down the ways of the flesh, the ways of the world. And he said, Lord, I'm going to walk in the spirit. Growing in the knowledge of God. Growing in the wisdom of God. The supernatural understanding of God and how he wants us to live. Amen. And when you, when you walk in that level, you're not differentiating. Oh, ministry time, secular. No, everything is purpose. What God has called you to do. You know, many times Christians separate, oh, this is secular, this is ministry. This is work, this is ministry. We've separated it all. So when we go for ministry, we are a certain way. When we go for this, we are a certain way. You're called to be in the kingdom. Our goal is to build the kingdom. Not to build the church. My job is not to build the church. If I try to build the church, I will fail. Whose job is it to build the church? 
I shall build my and the gates of hell shall not. Who is building the church? Jesus. What do we do? We gather together, understand his knowledge, understand his will, understand what he wants us to do and simply do it. What we are doing, we are trying to help God. Let's just do the basic things. Let's just grow together. We'll begin to see results. Amen. There is a way in the spirit. Say this me. There is a way in the spirit. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to understand it. I'm going to grow in it. What is the first step? Meditate. Sit down. And allow him to speak to you. Don't just keep talking. Don't just keep praying. Allow him to speak to you. Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. Allow the word to enter into your spirit. Open up your spirit to hear him more. Become more conscious. Make a conscious effort to say, God, I'm going to hear you today. Every day, wake up and say, I'm going to hear you today. I'm going to be conscious of what you want me to, what you want me to do today. And slowly by slowly, begin to see how clearly and clearly his voice becomes in your life. Clearer and clearer his voice becomes in your life. Amen. And the decisions you make are becoming more sharper, more profound. And you're going in the right direction. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your name. This season, our Lord, is all about growing in the knowledge of your will. Getting spiritual understanding and discernment and growing in wisdom. As Paul prayed for the Ephesian church, that he may grow in the knowledge of your will. In spiritual understanding and wisdom, O oh Lord. Give us the spirit of revelation, the spirit of understanding, that we may grow, O oh Lord, in the spirit. That we may have spiritual and right understanding and discernment, O oh Lord. Everything that distracts us, we cancel it in the name of Jesus. We bless you, we thank you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen, amen.